Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. In this podcast, you'll be hearing an interview with us, Dean and Dudley Evanson, from our Sonic Healing Meet the Masters video course. This is from Session 7 on Meditation, Music, and Healing. Here's some background on us. My husband, Dean Evanson, is an award-winning sound healing pioneer, composer, and co-founder of Soundings of the Planet in 1979. He was one of the first to blend his peaceful relaxation music with nature sounds. With a master's degree in molecular biology and a half-century of flute playing, Dean has combined his scientific and artistic backgrounds to create music that has been profoundly healing. And I, Dudley Evanson, am an award-winning musician, multimedia producer, writer, photographer, and co-founder of Soundings of the Planet. Together, we have collaborated for over four decades, producing videos, healing music, and teaching classes and online courses on sound healing and how to use music and sound tools to enhance meditation and healing. We have also taught combat veterans dealing with PTSD and wounds of war at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. We have now written our first book, Quieting the Monkey Mind, How to Meditate with Music. This interview happened prior to the book publication. We hope you enjoy the interview. I'm Dean Evanson, co-founder of Soundings of the Planet. And our mission is to bring more peace and joy to the planet. We are musicians uh, as well as multimedia artists. I'm Dudley Evanson, and um, Dean and I started Soundings of the Planet in 1979. And um, our motto is Peace Through Music, and we're also um, video artists as well, so we've been doing that since 1970, and we really are seeing the benefit of bringing the visuals and the music all together to um, create a state of peace that people can heal. Our roots start musically. I started playing when I was 10 years old, playing flute, and had uh, 10 years of classical training. But the, the impetus for Soundings of the Planet came from uh, our interaction with Native American people and the, their belief systems, which were very holistic and very awe-inspiring. And also, obviously, in touch with the planet as our mother, and, as, and we wanted to bring that message out to other people. And we felt music was a perfect way to do that, music along with sounds of the planet of the birds and animals and things like that. I think Dean was one of the very first people who really went out and recorded the sounds of nature and then incorporated into the music. So that happened in 1979. We He went out into, well, why didn't you tell that story? <laughs> Going out into the desert. Camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first recording we did, I, I went out into the desert and set up the microphones, uh, stereo mics about, a hundred feet apart and recorded the birds as they came up in the desert canyon of Tucson and that became the inspiration and the basis for our first recording which was called Desert Dawn Song and 
we took it in the bird sounds, the natural sounds, into the studio, and then uh, Dudley and I played music to it as long as uh, along with another musician, cellist and harpist, and uh, created a blend of natural sounds and harp and flute and cello. And we released that tape. It was just a little cassette tape, along with four other tapes. We had one with Ram Dass. Um, actually, our story connecting with Ram Dass is interesting because for many years we had been doing video all throughout the 70s, and it was the early portable half-inch black and white, and it's 35 portabacos schlepping around, and we were interviewing native elders and Indian gurus and environmentalists and healers and uh, on just this whole emerging consciousness. And so, um, but we had all these videos at the end of the 70s, and they were basically um, what we felt was important and so valuable for people to know. But we didn't have a distribution system. There was no, there were no um, VCRs. There were no, you know, cable was just getting started. And so we had a lot of material, but there was no outlet and realizing the importance. We were artists, but we wanted to share it. That's why we were doing it. So um, when we recorded a Ram Dass lecture in Tucson, Arizona, and then we said, oh, if anybody wants them, here's a little coupon. You can get your tape for $5 or whatever. <laughs> we got 50 orders, and we thought, well, you know, gee, people have cassette players at home. So it just allowed us to be able to go back in and um, reevaluate our, our path at that point. And it wasn't that we got off of it completely, but we just sidestepped back into audio. Because Dean had been doing music and recording, engineering. Yes, for quite a while. I was trained as a recording engineer after getting out of graduate school in New York City. So. And he studied molecular biology, so he has the sort of scientific and the, um, the left brain, right brain, I think, is very balanced in this yeah. guy. Yeah. which is helpful. Actually, the first place I moved to in New York City was across the hall from Dudley. In 1968. Lower East Side of Manhattan. It was a powerful time just to, you know, so much happening. And we were just on the same path. My mother used to always say, Dudley, you're too idealistic. The world isn't that way. You're going to be disappointed. And I just went, oh, but, you know, I want to feel that there's hope and I want to feel that there's a positive outcome that this that we can make on this planet. So. Then I met Dean, and it was just like, oh, okay, now we have a reflection, and we could um, just mutually reinforce each other, and we were so inspired, immediately got into the um, video, and mm -hmm. just really learned so much. And now, the things that were just starting in the 70s are getting into the mainstream, yoga and massage and all the healing modalities. Acupuncture was illegal for a while, you know, so it took a long time for these things to happen and you just almost give up hope because you don't, people, you feel like people aren't getting it. And then with, by creating the music, um, we also have just sort of been magnets for fabulous musicians all around the different cultures and we've been really blessed in that way. Yeah, we've worked with musicians uh, from China and India and Russia and um, Brazil, I don't France, know. France, everywhere. Many places, so it's really been amazing. And the music that comes out of it, the, our process of music is comes out of the moment. That's how we feel more comfortable. And, it, you know, I mean, so, a, a composer writes it down, but they're hearing it also. So we just play it and work with other musicians that can do that. And, and it, that spontaneity comes through in the music. And of course, uh, the intention of the musicians comes, comes through a lot stronger that way.
And I think what's, uh, what's happened too, um, because we've been trying to analyze how our music works, uh, what we've discovered, first of all, we started getting feedback. We were originally making music because we wanted to uh, be a voice of the planet, a voice of the earth, as Dean said, the native wisdom. And we really wanted to share that. It was so important to us for our survival. You know, one of the very first videotapes we made was at the UN Conference on the Human Environment in Stockholm, Sweden in 1972. And then the next year, Dean was invited out to Wounded Knee to videotape the siege at Wounded Knee. And so ended up staying in South Dakota for a whole month and really connecting with the elders there. And so we were really getting that there's some information that our society needs. We have gone so far away from nature. And so the music we created just had this beautiful natural flow with the harps and the flutes and cello and keyboards and guitars. And, and we were getting all these people suddenly because we sold it in public. First, you know, out of the back of our car, at swap meets and craft fairs and things. And people would come up to our table and they would just say how much it had meant to them, how they had used it in some various healing modalities. Of course, the natural first ones were the massage therapists. They were the ones who got it because it just fit perfectly in with their thing. And, and we'd get a, a, a call from an autistic facility in, in uh, Texas saying, well, we've been working with this kid forever and haven't been able to reach him. And now with this Ocean Dreams album, or, uh, we, can, we can reach this person. And it changes things. And we got uh, letters from kids' cancer wards where they were using the music. And so we realized this music had a much more, much greater potential than we, we had thought when we started. And it was really a joy to see, and continues to be a joy, to see how much service we can be in the process of creating this music. But we got a call from Naomi Judd in the early 90s, and she was dealing with her liver disease, and uh, she had found Ocean Dreams as well and ended up buying all of our music and used it on a daily basis um, and now considers herself healed from her uh, hepatitis. So we thought, well, what is it that's creating it? You know, we didn't know, you know, because we were doing it from our heart and actually from a more artistic um, level. So we knew that it had the beauty and the sense of joy, and we knew what our intention was. But um, we started researching to find out what are the aspects of healing that our music was causing. And one of the things I think, which is interesting, because Dean was talking about the, um, the spontaneity of the collaborations and the flow. Our music has a flow. You're not going to hear us coming back to the same repeated refrains. So what happens is you don't engage your mind. And, and that's so important in the healing process that it's able to, you're able to let go of, of the thoughts and clear the mental processes and let the body relax. Yeah, and the, the mind is, in, is disengaged. The mind is um, let go of at that point and not in, a, in a good way where it opens up for the healing to occur. Because when the body is relaxed, that's when healing occurs. And the mind likes to keep the body rigid and uh, stressed out, uh, the beta mind anyway, the busy mind. But as we learn how to relax, which is what all meditation and yoga is all about, and Qigong and various other modalities, bringing the body into a, a restful, peaceful state allows the body's own system to repair itself. And it also allows us to empty out the thought and the mind patterns that we put on ourselves, which then become physical patterns in our body. 
And when we're all worried about stuff, that's, it translates back into our physical systems. So the, the music helps release that. It kind of puts, puts that on vacation for a while so the body can get to its own self. And, and uh, it helps natural process. It really, it's, it's very interesting. So the, one of the processes that is occurring, of course, is called entrainment. And that um, means that, you know, two systems end up vibrating at the same frequency. So the music, because we're, we're playing at a very slow pace, I mean, we, we have moved into a lot of more world rhythms now. But in the early days, most of our music was this very slow pace music. So what that did is it helped entrain the breath rate, it helped entrain the heart rate, it helped entrain the digestive system. So you're really, you're getting that um, slowing down of the processes from that very speeded up beta mind which our society tends to stay in. And we want to go into more into the alpha state. And The alpha state, and the beauty of the alpha state is that it is the relaxed state of the body. There's actually uh, a frequency that is a parallel in the the earth itself, in the cavity of the earth itself, 7.83 cycles per second, which is called the earth resonance frequency. And that is a place of natural repose, natural beauty. And, you know, as you go into nature, you can kind of breathe, take a deep breath and relax a bit because you're getting into that, that state. So uh, the earth resonance frequency uh, is something that we've incorporated in our music, actually, after we found out about that and it puts, this, puts the mind into an alpha state. So the atmospheric cavity of the planet, 7.83 hertz, is right on the cusp of theta and alpha, what, what our brain waves emit when we're in those states of, of consciousness. And we've just discovered that that's a really safe state. It's, you're still awake and alert, but you're not you know, z too zoned out, and obviously you've calmed down from beta. So those are, um, have, being able to put it into into the mix, it just allows the, our beings to entrain with. Mm -hmm. so we're What's interesting to us, we, we go out to conferences and it's just a, a real pleasure to be there because people come to us who have been using our music over the years and give us such uh, support because of the feed, I mean, such feedback, such good feedback, uh, because of what's happened in their own personal lives. And it, it's a surprise to us, of course, but it's also a real honor, and we really uh, appreciate that. And it's just from massage therapists to, uh, to other uh, healing therapists and regular folks and kids and moms having kids and calming kids down and people calming their pets down and uh, people having birthings and people having passing aways too with, to the music. It just helps people get into another state beyond the, the um, again, that busy mind state. We're not obviously claiming that you listen to our music and you're suddenly gonna be healed from all your diseases, but. That's up to you. Yeah, it is up to you and it's a partnership because what happens is you need to create the environment for healing to occur. And so that's where we come in. We're, we're offering uh, an experience, a, music, an ex a meditative calming experience that can support people in their own healing process. Um, 
And, and it still works functionally, particularly if you're doing creative work, too, to have this kind of music playing, because it brings that out also. They're, um, the they're, curr excuse me, they're currently using our music um, in a study at Bon Secours Hospital. I believe it's in South, South Carolina. And they're, what they're doing is using, um, let people choose their music in d different styles. And we actually happen to have quite a few different styles. Um, so they pick the music and they play it and the whole process involves, um, you end up with um, research that says hospital stay is decreased because you've used the music. Um, less pain medication is required. They, they're looking at what they can, prove with measurable results in double-blind studies. So there's a lot of that kind of research that's happening that is um, going to help propel the movement. And Yeah, there's another area which has just happened recently with us is at Walter Reed Medical Hospital in, in uh, Washington, D.C. The uh, head chaplain is uh, passing out our music along with disc bands to the wounded coming back from Iraq, and it seems to be helping. I said, well, What's, you know, can you give me any numbers? Because uh, everybody asks for numbers. And uh, he said, well, about 90% of the, the guys are really appreciating, and the other 10%, their wives really appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, we feel that's a place that we really want to help about, you know. Well, our motto is peace through music, and we're peace people. So we, but we keep hearing this, you know, support the troops. How can we do that? And we're, you know, we figured we finally found a tangible way that we can help. And we so by be, being able to offer the music to these people coming back from combat uh, and see, you know, positive results. And one guy said, "This is the best thing that I've gotten since I've been at Walter Reed." Just you know that there's a tangible thing that they can do. We've also um, put together a DVD called Eagle River. And Dean has been out videotaping the eagles for 15 years near where we live. And they're just beautiful, beautiful images, very inspiring. And the eagle being sort of the American symbol, in, but it's also a very meditative bird. Yeah, you know, the, uh, spending so much time with the eagles, the amazing thing is they just hang out and meditate most of the time. And then every once in a while, they'll kind of fall off the branch and fly off. and and come down and get some salmon and hang out with the seagulls and then go back up and it's and or or they'll jostle and play with other eagles but it's it's a beautiful thing and uh, they're really with the moment if you will it's not they're not that aggressive a bird you know it's not like they're an attack bird mm -hmm. at all it's well, they really, are scavengers yeah, but <laughs> they are <laughs> They're, uh, you know, they're fish hawks, and mm. but it's a wonderful thing. You know? Yeah. Well, so in addition to the basic, you know, over an hour of beautiful images and music, we've created um, three guided meditations uh, to help people. First of all, giving them an overview of what um, the systems can be. For instance, starting with the breath, and then moving into um, relaxation of the body, and then moving into clearing the mind. Because these are all yogic principles. So what we realized, we put together um, something we call relaxation basic training, using kind of military terms. Because we want these guys, you know, they've, they've been in war, They're, they were in such a high state of stress, um, they've seen so many deaths, so much injury, and their own bodies are, you know, ravaged with wounds and whatnot. And even if they don't have physical wounds, they have mental wounds. And I don't care who you are, you're going to have mental wounds if you've been in combat because it's a very, very serious. We tend to call it post-traumatic stress uh, uh, what response. It? response rather than 
syndrome or you know disorder because we're not seeing it as a disorder. We're seeing it as a natural. It's a natural human. response. To, I mean, we're not made. I personally, I don't believe we're made to go out and kill people. And I understand this this aspect of it on the planet. But ultimately, when you get down to it, it just doesn't feel good going around killing someone else. So the, anyway, the, the purpose of the program is to be able to bring um, high intention of healing into um, people who have been in very high stress. And, and the, uh, it's useful also for people beyond war. You know, it doesn't have to have been to war. But, you know, trauma and stress is a huge part of um, you know, our society, you know, there's a lot of anybody who's been in an accident or there's domestic violence or any kind of thing where people have been attacked and uh, they need to uh, go through a whole reprogramming process. And it was just interesting as we were writing the manual and putting together the meditations for the Eagle River DVD, we realized that we're really teaching them about yoga. It's this yoga of sound. And so to be able to offer these ideas um, to the military, they let, you know, this is good. And so the more, I, I just feel like we can make much better decisions if we're in a relaxed state and if we've overcome a lot of our, our trauma. So that's just something we're excited. And it also, the video includes um, our presentation at Walter Reed, where we played the Eagle River DVD behind us and people were just, they want it because they know part of what you're overcoming with war is you're overcoming the negative imagery of war. So in addition to the calming sounds and the calming music and the natural sounds, the visuals are so important. So I appreciate what you're doing here on the Harmony Channel because yeah. I think this is gonna be a really important part of our healing as a society. What we have come, what we come with is, is knowing nature and knowing how healing nature is. So what we have uh, been working with is natural images. We feel they're very powerful and very strong. I, I really enjoy uh, computerized imagery, but the natural image is so phenomenal and so complex and they're you know, way beyond no matter what kind of computer you have. It's, it's always has such richness to it and such depth to it. So we, we really enjoy bringing through the natural images. And obviously, uh, when you join beautiful natural images with uh, gentle music, with natural sounds in it, it creates an environment that helps people get back to a state of peace. And also, we're looking at... Uh the beauty of diverse systems, because Dean, as a molecular biologist, has always been studying nature anyway. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to appreciate, I say Dean has a great job. He goes, he gets to go sit by a river and meditate with a camera. I mean, he's on it. But it's like, then you even get to focus in more. So his, his process of even gathering these sounds and images is um, becomes part of who he is. I think that's one of the reasons he's such a, a mellow guy. You what know? are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's just something that you have to 
appreciate in nature mm -hmm. being um, part of our healing process. And I guess that's how we start, again, starting with adding natural sounds to our audio, and now to be able to bring in the video and to bring in the nature images. Because let's face it, so many of our people in our modern society live in cities. They're surrounded by 60 cycle hum. They've got all the technologies, and we do too. We have computers, We've, you know, we love it. We love the technology. But we've got to take a break sometimes from this high-tech stuff and go into a space that is the divine order because nature has divine order. We humans are just learning. We're just trying to figure it out. What is the point of it all? And we try to put things together and we build these cities and ma magnificent structures, cathedrals, whatever. But to be able to reground ourselves, to root ourselves in nature, and then from there all other things can be possible. And, of course, it's caring for nature in the process. The more you learn about nature, the more you be with nature, you understand how delicate, fragile this planet is that we live on. It's incredible. You know, what a, what a blessing, what a, what a joy to live here, because it's such a special place amongst the whole universe. Uh, there may be other planets like this, but I don't know of any. <laughs> this is the one we got. Yeah. Well, also talking about nature, um, as we've been um, interviewing people for our Sound Healing DVD, um, it's fascinating because there are very many different opinions, modalities, therapies, um, positions and points of view, and even research that has proven this one or that one. And I think um, Dean and I are always just trying to see it as a comprehensive picture, that we're not saying this or that or one or the other, and we're really uh, not, we're not into competition of, of that sort, sort of thing. So just respecting the fact that in nature, uh, the, rich, the richest biological ecosystems are the most complex, and they're diverse, and they bring it all together into some, you don't know how one thing affects another, but nature knows in its divine wisdom. So if we can use nature as a, a grounding and a, and a basis, and then also see that as we are developing the sound healing, um, it's a really a, a movement, a kind of a new movement, even though it's ancient. It's an ancient, uh, people have used sound forever in every culture on the planet. But lately, and literally in the past 30 or so years, people have started to understand that there's things that we can do to affect our healing that do involve sound. And many of them are quite different and sometimes might seem to be contradictory. I've always felt like even conflict is apparent conflict. It isn't necessarily, when you go deep enough, you're going to find that there's harmony in balance in, in all the modalities. And one thing is most uh, healers are in service. They want it to work. And that's why everyone is working so hard in, in their areas to, to develop and study what they, the kernel that they've learned. And it's a beautiful thing. And it all works together. It all works beautifully together. I remember years ago reading this, a book called The Secret Life of Plants, and they were doing all this research where they stick electrodes to the plants, and then they know if their owner is around or hurt, or they, you know, all sorts of things. And we were at that time becoming very involved with native wisdom. And so the natives just have this intuition. They just connect with nature. They talk to the trees, they talk to the birds, they talk to the animals and the rivers. And, and, and uh, so I just, I had to laugh that in our modern society, we had to go stick electrodes on things to figure it out. And 
what but but that's okay. We we want to do it. We want to do as best as we can to find the the research foundation because we do have the medical profession and we want to see that the sound the whole sound healing movement um, relates to the medical profession as well, the allopathic medical profession, so that we're we're tying things in together and that there is a balance. It's integrative medicine. It's it's in harmony. We're not saying only use this and don't use that because sometimes you need the very extreme technologies of modern medicine. But, you know, to be able to use your intuition, to be able to use your heart, to be able to use your uh, sense of connectedness, I think yeah. is important too. Yeah. And the feeling, G getting the heart space open is very, is, is also a wonderful thing. And I think that's where sound is very important because it's actual visceral. It's particularly low frequencies are very they affect the whole body system, and it can be affected in a negative way, as uh, many have already said, I'm sure, but that it also can be affected in a very positive way. And it, I believe it affects the whole system, the molecular stru structure, the DNA structure, I mean, information going in the body, going through the body, and uh, sound is, is uh, it's a, another miracle that's unfolding before our eyes. And we have, um, you know, we think of memory happening in the mind, but memory happens in every cell of our body. So sometimes if people are trying to overcome trauma or to try to heal themselves, you know, it's, you want to touch all parts of the being. And of course, if you do connect with the, the mind, the mind does the control. And I have a, um, I had a particular incident occur with my own health a few years ago. I was dealing with, I had a lot of hearing loss and I was um, having dizziness and um, nausea and it went on for about a year. It was very extreme and I actually went to some of Don Campbell's workshops to try to do, I thought maybe the toning would help or you know, whatever. But when, one thing that finally did occur for me is I was reading a couple of books on the, um, the power of the mind and I thought, well, you know, I need to work on you know, shifting my my own approach or my own mental um, consciousness about certain things. And I had been using, we had been using the Dalai Lama's Green Tara mantra for many years, and it's Om Tari Tu Tari Ture Swaha. And uh, it's, it was very, it's very helpful and wonderful mantra. But I felt like I needed something in my own language that appealed to, to my issues. And so I came up with a little mantra and it was basically clear my mind, open my heart, heal my body, heal my world. And it had a melody, it was clear my mind, open my heart, heal my body, heal my world. And I sang this song for about a week to 10 days and would you know it, after that time I stopped getting dizzy and even a few months later, my hearing started to come back. And I just felt like what I did through the mantra was to reprogram myself. And I, I opened up my heart. I had so much more joy. I got rid of judgments that I might have been, might have been holding me back. And so I just know from my personal experience that mantra and music and, you know, just high intention because it was very high intention and that's probably the most important thing. But all the other parts play in along with it. So I do know that the music and sound do have the power to heal.
Thank you for listening to our Soundings podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this program. To learn more about our music, guided meditations, and videos, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Peace through music blessings.